Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. Do I make you horny, Paddy? <laughs> Absolutely not. Do I make you randy? Uh, you'd make me run a mile, one. <laughs> That's what you'd make me do. <laughs> I was trying my flirting out, but this week we're talking all things sex. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I just love sex. <laughs> I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life while others seem to have it turned on. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures, all while being our sexy selves. And after we talk nonsense, we'll be joined by an expert on the subject at hand to help us finish the job. Strap on. This is Chancers. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> More work in progresses, obviously, of my show coming up. So How's it going, my Ashley? Show. I'm doing going? my Edinburgh Fringe show in a mere few days now. It is, it getting, the- is it getting hard? Like, are you getting, are you, like, is it hard to do shows upon shows upon shows just keep doing Is it getting like, hard? I didn't, I didn't realise, I didn't realise that with Fringe, you're just back-to-back shows and you go into other people's shows. Yeah, so That's if really anyone doesn't that. know the Edinburgh Fringe, it's on for the whole month of August in Edinburgh. It's which is an unreal city anyway, but it's the biggest arts festival in the world. There's about 3,000 shows on at least. Um, I do a show every single day from the 3rd of August to the 28th of August at 9pm. It's called I See Deadly People. If anyone knows anyone going, please recommend. Um, every day you're out flyering for your show, trying to get people into your show. Every day you go and do uh, five minute, 10 minute spots on other people's compilation shows to get people to come to your full hour show. So overall, like I think the last time I went... Um, in 2019, I did 66 gigs in 28 days. Like that's insane to me. <laughs> and this is me gearing up for my first ever hour. Um, so I'm doing lots of work. How exciting! Really tweaking it, listening back, watching people like listen to the reaction, trying to cha- make the show the show as good as I can. Like, um, so yeah, the pressure's on, and I'm just exhausted already. I'm exhausted. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you though. No, thank you. This is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I'm You'll have so I'm much fun, Paddy, when you come over. Paddy's coming over at the very end. And it's yeah. honestly, if anyone hasn't been, it's just like a playground for you go to see shows from 8 a.m. in the morning to midnight, all these different kinds of shows, like comedy, like improv, like um, the street performers. Is the hardest thing for me, though, is you having to jump onto other people's shows. That must be tough. Yeah, so I have, I have shows booked in at midnight after my shows. One called Spank, which is famous. It's really rowdy. I'm going to do 10 minutes of that. As I have a one o'clock show the next Spank. day, five minutes on Irish. There's loads of Irish shows. People love putting on Irish shows, so it's just like Irish comics. So you go do ten minutes there, and it's and the is idea. There like, is there is there dance acts or anything, or is it just comics? Yeah, there's dance theater. It's the biggest arts festival. Everything. There's street. There's Amazing. kids shows, street performers, loads of beer gardens. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll cheering on me horn. Yeah. Um, what are you working on this week? So I went to Limerick. Uh, Ooh, for Limerick. Gay Pride, which was very exciting. Um, yeah, it was really good fun. Like I hadn't really been to Limerick, ever. What What was on in Limerick? Um, I was going down. I was doing a campaign with Falter Ireland, so oh, it was nice. kind of like discovering what our Emerald Isle has to offer. 
Um, and what and does like, Limerick have to offer going? So, well, you have to go and see, but like there's this really good place called the Hunt Museum. And like just the artwork there, like it's it's just stunning. Like when you walk in, there's all like stunning artwork. Like you walk around, it's just real bougie. You know what I mean? What are you? Um, and then, yeah, it was really nice. Like the weather um, was stunning. So makes such makes a difference better. Ireland like it is a good place when the weather is good but is very rare so that's why we leave uh... <laughs> <laughs> but this week we're talking we all, all about time to try getting the ride so let's go into our yeah. you, if, 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 you're, if you're not from Dublin the ride means getting having sex getting laid getting laid getting your bit <laughs> How many ta- what is all the different words we're getting <laughs> getting road laid getting your bit <laughs> two in the pink one in the stink <laughs> in bits. that's disgusting actually Ew. Let's oh my god this, baby let's talk about you and me <laughs> so when's the last time you had sex Oh my God, stop. That's what I was like, <laughs> I was like looking forward to this topic. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is actually so depressing. I am like a barren desert <laughs> of dust. It is, it is bad. I think, well, I think like, everyone's, everyone's a, uh, like either a feast or a famine. Now. I think it is. It just comes and goes in waves, doesn't it? Because like, obviously I broke up with someone still quite recently, but then and yeah. like in this, when I think about it, I was like, okay, it's been like, Four months now. Get back on the saddle. Oh, you, uh, haven't, you haven't got with someone after him yet, have you? No, it's just like yeah. you know, it's nothing like that. Nothing that like really like stunts your libido, like moving back in with your mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair, actually. You got the same time to start working for yourself, so you start working twenty four seven. You have there's nothing like being so deprived of sleep that makes you not want to. <laughs> Also bringing mum and dad's house and just <laughs> yeah, a few a few obstacles in the way. I feel like, but it's still a pandemic technically. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Safety of others, I swear. Um, how oh about my you, God. buddy? How about you? You win. You're getting more than me these days. Yeah, um, I. Which I isn't a lot. To be I got my, I got, <laughs> that's more than you, bitch. Um, yeah, I got. I got I got the ride. Um, you got the ride at Pride. Pride, that's good. Uh, but since before then, I've tried about six months. <laughs> We're not great sex experts for our topic. Um, but I I know that it's National Orgasm Day on July thirty first. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we must yes. get it then. Yes, when we put this out. Um, <laughs> so that will be a day where we all need to masturbate <laughs> to celebrate. You know, when it's like, there's so many days these days when I see someone put up like, Oh, it's national pizza day. I'm like, Oh, that's my excuse to have pizza. Um, yeah, yeah. I love pizza day. I'm like, better get some chipper. So like, obviously I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to order myself one of these really new, really expensive vibrators that I've been wanting. <laughs> Treat I should have got you, I'll get you a vibrator for your birthday too. Yeah, like birthday no, present. Like, you know, there's this brand I've heard great things called Lilo. Have you heard of that one, Tara? No. <laughs> it looks mad. It's like meant to suck on you. Like, oh my God, yeah, I've heard about that one. I've been trying it so badly on Instagram. Whatever, my phone's listening. Oh my God, to stop with, with, a vi- with that vibrator. <laughs> yeah so national orgasm day on the 31st of july um so we wanted to know who orgasms the most yeah and it's obviously 
it's the guys. Right. <laughs> no, not straight men. It's all guys. Yeah, it's guys. Um, guys first. Well, um, we, we, we come so easily. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you That's do. To be fair. And like, Sadly, you do. I love the fact that like it releases happy endorphins that make you feel sleepy, relaxed, or happy afterwards. Or sometimes you just like, you hate the person afterwards. I think that's some, there's some, a study in that with men, I think. Yeah, I know. Sometimes like, I do hate the person afterwards because I'm not really... I've got... I, read, that, <laughs> I don't know I what read happens. somewhere once, I think, like, and I don't... This is not a fact I've read recently, but I heard, like, there's a difference between, like, the male orgasm and the female orgasm is that, like, when we have an orgasm afterwards, like, or after sex, we're, like, wanting more of that connection <laughs> wanting to hold them and, like, spoon and be, like, lovely and things. And men are, like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's definitely happened where I'm, like, oh. Ick. yeah like, you're like, like, yeah. Ick or something. I'm like, oh my God. like you're like job done okay go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like, selfish I've ordered you the uber now get out not that we have ubers so sorry it's a very London thing to say but <laughs> <laughs> um, the, there, is a, there is an orgasm gap yeah 100%. Like there's always a gap isn't there it's always yeah, women always gap. get the short short straw yeah when you're you, telling you, me when you You're do orgasm, me. you have a bigger orgasm than men, but it takes much it takes more longer, work. more enjoyable. Yeah, well, I mean, they tell us that just to like make us feel like, oh, yours are better, okay? Like, have you ever have you ever orgasmed with a man? <laughs> what? Have you ever orgasmed with a man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God. Oh I know my that's God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while, not from like when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I was just like, this is great. <laughs> I'm so deranged most times of sleeping people like but no yes for sure i think it's a nice thing about getting older you have better yeah sleep. and like do you tell them what to do what you want. yeah yeah um, i think I men do men... When, like, men are really going on they're like have you come yet have you come i'm like no, no. <laughs> i feel so bad but i will literally be so honest because i'm like we are learning today <laughs> <laughs> i think we do need an instruction manual like we're not very we don't just get it we need to be told exactly yeah. communication to and that's why it's so bad communication is so bad in ireland um yeah. i remember buying this massive book that the girls book bought when we were younger and it was like i can't even remember the name of it. it was all about like how to like be really good at sex and all these different like like positions and how to give head and how what the right thing to do is and like mm. oh my god i never read a single page it was fucking like a school like book <laughs> I thought I was been great. Then I start reading. I was like, oh, I'm more of a practical learner. Like, you need to show me what to do. <laughs> I'm more learning on the field. Yeah, I was like, I can't read this stuff. Show me pictures. Um, that is not, but like, it is true. Like, like, apparently, thirty nine percent of women always say they orgasm when they masturbate. Yeah, six so, percent yeah. during sex. I mean, that is it. That's sad, isn't it? But and it's I true. would say like ninety eight percent of men orgasm both times. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, it's a, I think it's like, a, yeah, it's a lot easier and it's a lot more, um, you can tell a lot easier as well. Yeah. You know? If you hear a fuck, you're doing good. You're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 On the facial expression, I'm like, okay. <laughs> do you With have any, warm, you, warm do you have... Your stomach, you're like, okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any kinks? Oh yeah, I was reading this. Um, there's some mad kinks out there, isn't there? <laughs> I um, don't know if I have kinks. I like to be dominated a bit. Yeah, I do like it. I like I like to be dominated. Um, I like to be like tied up. Yeah. I like using sex toys. Um, like I like to be submissive. Yeah. In sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. 
like tell like, me what like, to do kind of thing it's really neat like this is awful but i love like to be called like a bitch and like, <laughs> like shut up i'm like oh my god literally like absolutely like tear me to shreds like just really go in and call me horrible names <laughs> and, like and they'll happily do i'm like no <laughs> you're not allowed to call me that in there now <laughs> i'm screaming you fucking bitch you're like oh like slapped around a bit i don't know that's all fun um but nothing god, too i like a bit of, bit of role play dressing up I, like yeah I I'm not really into like massive pain like a bit of pain but <laughs> massive pain like I don't get like clamps on nipples and stuff no no thank you Matt a little bit I think oh my god you're a crazy bitch I know I, I once had sex in the sex swing though did you yeah it was a leather sex swing oh where was that was um, it in one of these like clubs <laughs> uh yeah oh my god okay unreal so how does that work <laughs> I don't want to go into it. My mom might listen to this, but yeah. Oh, sorry, I can listen to this episode. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Look, all you need to you know, know is that of, of this episode that my, my, friend, my family will be like, that's not for me. Um, mortgages. But, let's go back to that. <laughs> but you know what the weird thing is? Like, I don't get a feed fetish. Like, I think feed are disgusting. We're yeah, going to move on from my sex thing. That's yeah. I really, I really want to know how visualize your sweat. But that's why it's a fetish. That's why some people are into it, and you can't you can't kink shame. Okay. Okay, fine. Scared, but like feet. I don't know. Some people like sucking on a toe, and that's your thing. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> screaming at this. I do this. love. I love a foot rub. Like there's. Ew! Is, I hate feet. Foot rub does something to you. Like that is. Mm-mm-mm. I will always put my foot on anyone who's on a couch and just see if they're gonna no, give it a little I'd be, No, no. <laughs> my 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 I've I've horrible feet because of like the way I walk. Like I have a bunion on one and a hammer Maybe on the other. Thing. You feel self conscious about that. Yeah, so my my sister gave me a complex every time she saw them. She's like, get those sick things away from me. I once walked over hot coals. This is going off topic, but I once walked over hot coals for one of those like like uh, weekends away. To mean like we were like trying to find yourself and I wouldn't that's, walk that's, that's turn someone on <laughs> and I would I wouldn't walk in the daylight so people couldn't see my feet I had to wait till night time oh Jesus yeah are you okay I have a lot of problems okay therapist on as well <laughs> <laughs> okay so here are some of the most common kinks that people have piercings okay. is a fetish and um, hair fetishism Trick I like hair yeah I like a hairy man oh really it's quite common yeah. kinks but okay you like hair yeah because I'm like a bald I'm like a uncooked chicken no, i do like i don't like i don't like a clean shaven man like i, I like yeah natural hair for sure shoes people love shoes <laughs> costumes like that's the um dressing up um leather I like a bit I, I like like a little whip maybe yeah a little whip or i like i like a um a mask as well you know where you can't see yes yeah um and submissive submission and domination we love that no we love that no, go into the weird fetishes. Yeah, These are crazy. This is acti rasti, right? Acti rasti, arousal to the sun's <laughs> rays. Now, I don't know that if is... I hate that. Because I love, I love the sun. I mean, I don't go inside with me. <laughs> Just start fingering yourself when you see the sun out. You're like, oh my God, sun's out, fingers out, hon. If I was on a nudist beach or something, maybe, yeah. 
<laughs> I'd say you could, I'd say you could get around them by the by by what? Well, yeah, that's uh, these all have mad names now. Xylophilia <laughs> is arousal to wood. Like, what kind of wood are we talking about? Um, I do love a good tree, though. Like, you know, if you see like a pretty tree, you're like, that's, oh, nature is gorgeous. Did you ever watch that show? I don't know. It was on Channel Four or something. That they get married to objects. Yeah, 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 that's it. Like one got married to a bridge or something. Yeah, that's why I keep thinking. Like, if you know, this search for my forever love doesn't work out, maybe I'll just get married to a tree. Marry a tree. Gerontophilia, <laughs> <laughs> arousal to the elderly. Oh God. <laughs> well, that's someone who has daddy issues. Who like? No, that's so bad. I got. <laughs> Agalmatolia, arousal to statues. <laughs> Formicophilia, arousal to insects. No, that's where I draw the line. No. How could you find an infect? Like, oh my God, a moth. Oh. I remember I want, once. I want to fuck that moth right now. I remember once hearing a story, and I don't know if I, I got the name of the person right, so I won't mention it, but it's a like uh, celebrity. <laughs> he said that he was, had a boner in the bath and a fly flew on top of his boner and he just then decided to pluck the wings off it so it couldn't leave the water and then it was running around the top of his penis and it felt really good <laughs> oh my god and another guy i know that i was working with in london who was a comic who's also a, a um, plastic surgeon and he said the most common <laughs> a comic and that- also a plastic surgeon wow i know most common thing that people come into the hospital with um, is getting stuff stuck up their stuff st- stuck up their ass, right? And lots of it is live animals in plastic bags. How disgusting is that? Oh my god! <laughs> how, how disgusting! No, those poor animals, like they put little gerbils in a bag, and then they try because then it feels good for the gerbils. Oh trying my to god! In their asshole. Oh my god! No, God, I'm in the hateful place. I thought I'm bad with a book plug. Oh, you're safe. You are vanilla with a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, stick stickophilia arousal at the thought of hellfire and damnation. Maybe that's like me being one of the- <laughs> <laughs> That's like the devil worship, essentially. You're going to hell. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. You know, one time I was in a polyamorous relationship, actually. Okay. No, tell me about. The, tell me more about yeah. this. So it was two guys, and they were a couple, and then I came in as the shiny coin, um, and it was like for <laughs> about like six months. Yeah, but I actually preferred one in bed and then one in day to day. And one time we went on a date, and there was no, there was not three seats together in the, in the cinema, and then one had to just sit in front on a bed. Oh God, See, that's the thing. So was it? Was it fine? Was it weird? Was there like? Any yeah, I mean, like just, like, like, just mad threesomes all the time, I suppose. But, like, I ha- you had to stop because, like, I was catching feels, do you mean? So, and that, that was never going to work. That's like, why I, I, th- I think, like, it, it's a moment and it's an experience. And I'm all about, like, experiences. But, like, I don't think it's, like, sustainable in terms of, like, to go forward. That's just my personal opinion. Like, maybe people, other people, I don't think I'd be personally able to keep it. Yeah, I think it's a certain type of personality for sure that you can do it and if you can do it happily and it probably is like very healthy actually if you can do it correctly but I just know I'm like oh my god I'm so jealous and emotional I'll just be finding it so difficult 
because it's not even like about sex to me but like oh my god did you have like a really good conversation with that person no way no way did you share more than you've ever shared with me like that would that would oh, get me yeah i know what you mean <laughs> well like have you ever had like when when did you lose your virginity then when i was 18 in crete oh <laughs> i was there you, in that hall you were there, yeah you weren't there <laughs> when i lost my virginity. Oh, no. <laughs> It was to me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you might have been because it was in one of the, like we were all in the same rooms and all all over the place. Um, but yeah, it was, I felt like it was a bit late. Like I felt like um, yeah, I was, was late. Pressure as well. building in the group. I remember that. Like everyone was like, "Who's left?" Blah blah blah. But like I was a cr- incredibly insecure teenager. Like incredibly yeah. insecure. Um, I never I'm, knew that like, how insecure you were. Yeah, it was either. like pretty bad, and I remember. I dated a guy a year before that that was like mad about like and madly in love and that ended really badly and I had like this like horrible um, self-hatred and I couldn't look at myself like body dysmorphia in the mirror so like the thought of someone else touching me was like um, just like sent me shivers up me you know like was just like couldn't do it and Mm. then all our friends because we have the same friends group from younger started calling me lesbiana and like obviously like to be fair they thought it was funny and like it was well like kids are cruel me because they were saying i wasn't they they thought it was so weird that i wasn't getting people with people on the night and night outs and stuff and i'd be like i just literally fucking can't like i'm i'm really struggling and so yeah so then i finally finally did the deed in crete uh yeah you weren't you weren't that late and i like i really like the guy that i i slept with there you go like it's better than my experience i lost my virginity on a bench Yeah, like near Connolly Station. So honestly, I mean, you know, the good story as well. And how did yeah. that? Go? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I was eighteen as well. So and it we're, was we're, we're, we're not because the average age to lose your virginity in Ireland is actually seventeen. So yeah, we're so we're, 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 like, we're not that far behind. I, yeah, no, but I think it's a good age as well. Like I think, yeah, it's and everyone's different. So I was like, like I said, going through other stuff and was not ready for yeah for that. But tell me now this. So you've have you have ever slept with a woman? Uh, no. No, because you always knew. No, you know, yeah, I, I so always knew. Some, yeah. some like gay people, they 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 were unsure at the start, or not unsure. I don't like. Think I, I don't. I've done other stuff. I've done other stuff with women. That's why I. Yeah. I that's why I paused. You're like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> I pa- <laughs> Yeah, that's why I paused. And I was like, no, I've done other stuff with women. I just haven't done sex. Yeah. Other things, and um. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. Uh, yeah, it just you know. That's totally fine. I think I don't think women would be for me either. No, um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's a weird one, like because some people would be like, well, how do you know you're straight? But like, oh, how do you know you're gay? But like, how do you know you're straight? And if if you didn't see, oh yeah, that? I don't think you, you need to try, yeah. try it to know that, do you? No, you I don't, but like you know, maybe a bit when we. This is what the Gen Zs are doing a bit more, aren't they? I like the fluidity of sexuality now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I actually do. I think our labels are toxic, yeah, um, and I think like we're so consumed with like what is it? What is he? Or like, what is she? Especially for men, you know. I'm like, like, you know, like you could experiment with a woman, and nothing would be well. Like it wouldn't be thought about if you just like got with a man or a woman. Do you get me? Mm. Um, where if a man gets the man. And he's meant to be straight. Well, then he's just labelled as gay then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's there is a bit more, yeah, toxic masculinity and judging that for sure. No, I'm not. Clo- I'm not closing myself off to other experiences now because you, you could so be. You, yeah. Like if 
<laughs> obviously haven't been married yet but I'm like, I have this fear of being married for like 20 years and then we're like right we need to do something yeah so, I know what you mean well like that's where sex boring. toys that's where sex toys and all come in yeah you know or, um have you got have you have you got sex toys actually I went to my first sex shop there like a year ago and got something what did you buy a uh, book plug hilarious I don't really use it, which is hilarious. I think it's like Catholic. It's they kind of look nice in a room, you know? <laughs> I know. Like, I've, I've obviously used it. Like, I have used it, but I w- it wouldn't be, like, part of my, like, daily thing. Fucking yeah. about with a butt plug in. I'm like... <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's a speed... It's a, it's a powerful little thing now. Powerful <laughs> little thing. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, I hadn't really... I'm quite vanilla when it comes to like that stuff. I used to be like I I didn't really know what I liked and all. Like I was too afraid mm. to like, explore it. So I've only got into exploring it in the last year. But I think that is a real like Irish thing, isn't it? Like we're like yeah. Maybe, we it's, don't... Just, maybe it's just a thing in general. Like like you know we don't it's know what we like. Or something. People still doing it and trying stuff. They're just not very open about it. It's a shame. The, the shame that we all grew up with. Yeah, it's even like with one night stands for women. Like you know. Like the shame, like how many people have you slept with? Who gives? Who cares? The walk, the walk of shame that doesn't exist. I've only had one walk of shame in my life, and that was walking home from the Chinese for the second time that day. That was the only walk. <laughs> You've of shame. definitely thought about that joke before, a hundred percent. Is that in your? Is that in your stats? <laughs> it's in my head. Uh, backlog for sure because I've thought about that before because I think it's like the even calling it that I'm like I'm strutting my if I, I have slept with someone and I'm making my way home in my outfit from the night before I am strutting my stuff I have never felt better that's a lie I probably got sick but <laughs> <laughs> I am owning it <laughs> so I don't like that and I think like yeah one night stands I think yeah do what you want I know. I think the fun thing about being gay is you don't really have those rules. Yeah. You know, there's the kind of freedom. Yeah, there's these rules in like straight relationships, straight yeah. sex where like, oh, you sleep with them on the first date, they, like, then, then you're not like girlfriend material. I'm like, well, then I know, I it's ridiculous. To be your girlfriend because I know. <laughs> on the first date because it feels good. <laughs> I know. Like, why is there this thing? And like, I hear people like, you know, um, if she puts out too easy, then like imagine how many people she slept with. Like that's ridiculous. I wouldn't even that wouldn't even come into my mind. No, like who cares? Like how many people have slept with? Because I know your personal life. It makes you better in sex, hon. And like if you want to be sexually expressive, to go for it. Live your life. Yeah. Live your life, honey. Live and your like life. you know that brings on to like in the way like men can say they masturbate loud, and if women say it, it's like he. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. This is kind of like I don't know. I like. I'm hoping that you masturbate a good bit, hon. I do. Like, I obviously, it's a bit harder now being back at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a bit more. Put your earphones yeah. in. You're like, hoping that they don't, hoping <laughs> that they don't knock on the door. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> That's oh, the worst. God, I would. I, before, but I lived on my own. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> love it. Just honestly, when you're bored. it's like the best thing ever. Um, I know. It's also that thing of like men having thinking that men have a higher sex drive than women, and I just don't think that's true out of the people, the relationships I've been in. Yeah, I think that you're right in terms of like maybe we think about sex a bit differently. Do you mean? Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might be on your mind more, but like then. Yeah, like yours is more of like would it be true? I don't know this now. Somebody asking a question. Would it be true? Like it's more of an emotional thing for you for women, or is that or or is that just a general statement that I'm making that doesn't make sense? No, for sure. But I think people are different and people handle it differently. But like, I definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit. I can kind of sometimes separate it. Like when I'm 
if I'm just seeing dating someone casually um, that I kind of know I don't really have long, like see it going longer. I can kind of separate that for the bit of fun. But then Mm -hmm. when I'm with someone that I'm really into and then there's that added connection of sex, then it becomes super incredibly emotional. Yeah. What's your favorite position? Hmm, I would say like, oh, wait, because I was going to say doggy, but I was looking this way and there's actually a, there's a, oh, an ang- angled doggy is what it's actually called. And I was looking, angled doggy, the angled doggy. It's like um, when they press, when you're back, your back is like you're, when they have more weight on your back and they're kind of pressing you into the mattress and trying to <laughs> suffocate you. I'm dead. No. And then I was thinking about it, I was like. Fixation. And I was like. like Choking asphyxiation. Yeah, there's another one that's like an angled spooning one as well, where you're like spooning, but you're like. I love an angle. That's my favorite one. I love an angle Well, I was like, and then reverse crowd girl. I was like, oh, these are all these are all positions where I'm not looking at the person. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you're sitting on them and they're sitting. Like you're both sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get no, me? On the chair. That's uh, that's. Fun. Yeah. Um. I love, I like, I was looking up sex positions and like, do you know what, like, it, it's like very common, like stuff like Love Island and they're like, you know, um, what's your favorite sex position? And they say something so outrageous, like this, like the, the grated carrot and you're like, <laughs> you think, like, you're like, what? Like people have all these mad things that like they, you know, death don't exist. They're just trying to be so bizarre. And we're like, come the grated on. grated carrot. We all, no, we all between like four. Like sometimes you end up folded up like origami just so you don't know how you got into that bit. And you're like, that feels good. I don't know what it's called, but. <laughs> Stop trying to be cool. There's four, four or five quick flips. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> well, maybe we'll learn some more from our expert. I don't yeah, know. I think it's a perfect time for our expert. <laughs> yeah. Make us better at sex. Now we are joined by our expert of the week, who is the brilliant Jenny Keane, a holistic sex educator and tantra yoga teacher. Uh, Jenny, you're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess my first question is kind of like, for me, sometimes people are like, oh, did you turn your like passion for comedy into your like career? Is that what you've done yourself, turned your passion into your career? And how did you get started? Um, this question is always so difficult for me to answer because it, it's a really long it's a really long answer and there's not one linear path it's like many different streams converging uh at the kind of perfect time but I suppose yeah I was always into this <laughs> and like my my mum bought me my first sex book like my uh, like a sex education book when I was 13 and I started talking about um clitor- like you know I was asking my friends like have you ever seen your clitoris you know when I was secondary school because I was so fascinated by all this um stuff and yeah and and it just kind of went on I obviously now I do workshops and I hold sex education workshops but one of the um girls who comes to them reminded me like that I was when I was 17 I went to the Gale talk and she was like I was in your first ever sex skills workshop and I was like what and she's like remember the Gale talk 17 years old you told us all how to give a hand job and I was like oh my god no way and it was an Irish dinner. <laughs> I think we all went to the Gale Talks and none of us learned Irish, but we learned a lot of other skills. <laughs> I can't believe that you were teaching them how to give a good hand job. I've spoken about it and I was like, do you know what? No one ever told me this shit. Like, and like, I, I, ha- I were left with a cramp in my bicep. Like, and I need to tell these people like what to expect, you know? Like, I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, I need to repair everybody. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, sure. I was saying to the Paddy earlier on in our chat that I bought a massive book about how sex and how to like, if, yeah, do everything right. And I just couldn't, I just like any kind of book, I just couldn't get into it. And I was like, I need to learn practically. So like, but even looking at your own Instagram um, like, it's just been so much more informative to me. Like you, you share very like quick and easy, like, you know, I guess tools for people to use. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you like, you run an online orgasm workshop do you do you find we were talking about the orgasm gap as well do you find like it's mostly women that you're helping uh well at the since I went online yes um but that's simply just because I can't be everything to everybody uh before I went on so I went online during lockdown obviously like everybody else and my exploded <laughs> um obviously like I mean it was a shock for me at the time previous to that I'd been doing in-person workshops and again most of the stuff so my background is in trauma tra- uh, therapy and somatic sex therapy so this is body-based therapy so just like I always explain it like this um for people who might not know it because it's very new and it's, it's gaining much more traction now but um it's still, uh, I think a lot of, like it's still new vocabulary for a lot of people. So just like psychology is kind of like known as talk therapy or therapy for the mind, somatic therapy is is body-based therapy, right? So we talk about um, being, it's more about being in the body, being connected to the body, understanding the language that the body is using to talk to you so that you can learn to speak back to it, right? So this looks like learning how to, you know, there's lots of stuff where people talk about like learning how to regulate your nervous system, um, learning how to emotional stress cycles, learning what to do when your body starts to give you signals that it's experiencing anxiety. So again, the body is is trying to talk to you right through certain signals and messaging systems. Most of us um, are disconnected from that language. So could you imagine like what it's like to sit around a table of, um, I don't know, five people uh, speaking French and you don't have a word of French and they're all laughing and joking and you understand there's a conversation happening and you understand that it's a funny conversation, but you don't know the details, right? So somatic therapy is about giving giving you access to the details, right? So it teaches you how to, in, in, in terms of somatic sex, it teaches you how to access pleasure, understand your body from a physiological level um, and anatomical level for sure, but also on all of the other levels. That's why I talk about holistic sex education because we're not just talking about um, physiology, we're talking about emotional, we're talking about mental, we're talking about um, even spiritual, right? And being Irish, we know what... um, what weight, right? Um, uh, our kind of Catholic guilt and our Catholic shame can can um, can ha- how much that can hold us back, really, from living in our body and expressing our sexuality in ways that are healthy and and completely natural, actually, right? So um, when I uh, I was I was teaching before lockdown, I was teaching this to everybody, um, men, women, uh, couples, kids, and then obviously once lockdown happened. Um, I was supposed to do orgasm. So I was doing a workshop called orgasm in person. And these workshops sell like sold out work weeks in advance because or months in advance because I only had the capacity for 23 people in them. And then I was due to do one in April 2020 in Dublin. And obviously we were in lockdown. I said, everyone's doing this thing on Zoom. I don't know if this workshop's going to work on Zoom, but we can try it if you want to. And if it doesn't work, sure, we'll be out of lockdown in a couple of weeks anyway, right? So um, we can do it in person then. And then I put the rest and they were all like, yes, we want to do it. I've been waiting months for this. So um, I put the rest of the places up on Instagram. They were taken like 
in less than a day I had hundreds of messages being like I missed that one can you put it on again I did another one a couple of days later place is gone in and like in, in again in a day then I had I someone said to me um why don't you put up the participant limit on zoom and I was like what pay for zoom like I like no no one's gonna pay and I did that. I had 500 people in the next one I put it up again I had 800 the next one and all of this was completely organic very word of mouth because obviously on Instagram like you can't even say the word sex right so you definitely can't market this was all word of mouth you know women sharing with other women and you know I kind of thought oh this is going to eventually slow down but it just hasn't um so what I do on Instagram is that we have like really big conversations with large groups of people and generally what happens is um from those conversations I get an idea of what people want to learn and then I create a workshop and then people come to the workshop so last so it's very much governed by the people who are engaging with me because I have tons of information I could talk about anything and I could probably talk like for a whole day on one topic alone so for me it's really important that like I'm hearing what people want right um and last year for example we did workshops and like the sex skills workshops um on like women on top uh which was all about like having confidence to you know get on top in the first place it was about body confidence learning to take the lead we did sex positions uh, and it was really good fun and it, things just went from there and then we did the sex toy show which was unreal like so much fun at christmas time and and really for me it's just like i always say this like my workshops are all about making sex because the science of sex is very complicated. So it's making sex really, really simple, right? And really normal. And I say most, the most important thing is unashamedly normal, right? And um, so for me, I always say like, it doesn't matter what you, what you're experiencing. Um, uh, first of all, you are absolutely never alone in it. And the problem with the, like the problem with not having sex education means that when anybody goes through something difficult with their sex life so for example like if we talk about orgasm maybe they've never orgasmed before maybe they don't know if they've ever orgasmed maybe they have um numbed their clit out or they're afraid they've numbed their clit out that's in the questions right can, um, can, you, can you do that it's possible yeah so i mean there's I've seen that on your thing and someone that was one i was gonna ask because yeah. someone asked have i numbed out my clit my vibrator and i was like is that possible <laughs> numbed out per se just that now your your clitoris right is used to a very particular um intensity of vibration yeah. in order to experience pleasure so when you take the sex toy away and someone is um i don't know giving you oral sex you may not feel as much pleasure and it will probably you probably it, it will be harder for you to come to a point of orgasm right that you can come to with your vibrator because you've practiced using that intensity so oh my for, god yeah so for me and that's not a problem right like if people get yeah, pleasure from that, it's like <laughs> okay you know like if that's the way that you get pleasure that's amazing if your partner's okay with you know um bringing the sex toy into your engagements every single time that's also okay yeah. the issue if you want to experience different types of orgasms or different types of pleasure then this is something that you need to think about because anything we practice it's like we're driving that pleasure pathway so it's about learning how to pull back and moving in different directions so that you can experience different types of orgasms different types of pleasure different types of sensation and that generally looks like 
you know, um, first of all, pulling back so that knowing that you're more than likely not going to experience orgasm the first couple of times. And so it's learning to remove the goal of orgasm and learning instead to turn towards pleasure and sensation rather than achievement, right? And mm. like, so it's just a different way of engaging with your sexuality, you know? Amazing. I could, I could listen to you all day. I'm like, God, hopefully, I, I don't know if I'm going to bed now. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I was, I'm disabled, right? So I walk with the aid of crutches. And obviously, sex is quite different for people uh, with disabilities sometimes. Do you have any people with disabilities in your workshops or any kind of um, tippets that they could use, like if you're in an interabled relationship? Yeah, so the thing that I always say, so first of all, just the very first thing that you said, Patty, when you were like, I don't know if I'm good at sex. The yeah. thing about it is, um, like it's not that it's not about being good or bad for me it's about if someone says to me you know and if someone comes up to me and says like oh I'm great in bed that is a red flag for me I'm like I don't want someone who thinks they're like I don't want someone who who thinks that they know my body right when they've never even explored it I always say like what you want is someone who's willing to be a tourist not a tour guide right someone who's willing to go to your body like it's a new land like it's like they've never been there before they're curious they're engaged they're open like think about you know when you're away on holidays like your eyes are wide your mouth is wide you're willing to take in new experiences and new sensations and you feel this kind of openness and curiosity when you're in a new place right whereas if you're a tour guide you're like come this way I know I'm over here and there and that's someone who's in their own that's someone who's more than likely in their own head in their past experiences being like I did this to a past partner and it got results so I'm going to do it to you mm. right and they're not mm. actually engaging with you in this moment right the thing okay. that I would also say yeah so it's like if you're saying you're not good at sex I'm like amazing there is potential here right potential to like be amazing right and to be better like for me I know so much but I don't know everything and the moment I get to a place where I'm I think I know it all that will be a big moment for me to be like you need to step back you know because there's always more to learn pleasure is always expanding it doesn't matter if you think or believe that you're multi-orgasmic there's always more to know about pleasure than you know it's constantly unfolding and it gets better with age it gets better with experience because all that is is wisdom right i talk about this in developmental stages of our sexuality in orgasm online um so the thing that i want to say with your with regards to your question about disability um i think it's important sometimes and I, I would get this a lot with um uh women living in plus size bodies right where they say oh well I can't do this or I can't do that right and the thing that I say is that absolutely everybody right and I mean like body right like my my body absolutely everybody has its strengths has its weaknesses and has the place in the middle for improvement right so I think for me it's much more important right instead of thinking like well I have, I have this, so it means I can't do that, right? You want to be in a place of understanding where your strengths are so you can capitalize on them. Understanding where your weaknesses are uh, or uh, because this is the place where you can seek support, right? When you're willing to look at and then the place in the middle is the place for like exploration and discovery and um and that place is the place it's it's the fun place to be in right so for me it's not so much about um well i can't do this or i can't do that right it's like okay well let's make a list like what can you do like what are you good at 
what what are what is possible for you and then what's not possible for you right because then then you know right how to move closer um how to move closer towards those things and i think that's so much more important than than um because you know we do this all the time the world does this right um for us with regards to absolutely everything right it limits it limits us all the time and makes us believe that we're less than that we're not good enough right the way that we are if you have a body regardless of what that body does or does not do you have the capacity to experience a huge amount of pleasure your body is a pleasure playground right and it's just about discovering like the, that landscape you know it's exciting right yeah. um, and and there is, you know, I mean, there definitely is uh, a huge stigma and um, that I'm not saying that those things don't exist. There's huge beliefs around like, oh, well, that body isn't good enough. And if it looks like this, then that's not, you know, there is those things exist in society. But for me, I refuse to live in a world like where that exists. You know, I'm just like, right, I understand that's there and I know it's over here, but I'm going to look over here and I'm going to teach people how to look over here because the more people that are looking in that direction, the more the world is going to move in that direction right so it's not yeah. about it's not about like for me it's not about uh like bypassing it or denying it i'm like yeah that's here right but like do we want to live here like do we but how can we look over this way and what are the tools and what are the mindsets and what are what is the support system and what are what's the language that's needed in order for us to live there you know um, yeah. I would just from your like going on from that I think people well myself I lack confidence to like speak to people and let them know what I want could you give me tips for people maybe who don't have like I don't like I don't know like I've only started to kind of explore this now but sometimes I'm not confident enough to say like oh I like this or you know what I mean or what do you like even to ask them what do you like it's, I don't know yeah yeah this is a perfect question right so um there's so much to say about this. So what I would say, like, first of all, you're not alone in this. I get this question so many times. And I think, again, the thing comes down to when it, when it comes to talking about what we like or what other people are asking other people what we like is, first of all, we don't have the language, right? Most of the time when people, if I was to say, like, people say to me, like, oh, I don't know how to spice things up. I'm kind of like, what's your idea of spicing things up? And then people are listing off things that they, that's, that's very generalized in the sex world. And it's like, oh, adding sex toys or whatever. Right. Um, and it's like, well, do you want to actually add sex toys? Is that what your body wants? Right. So in order to understand what you like and what you don't like, it's really important to learn how to, um, uh, self-pleasure is really important for this because you're learning again your body's language you're learning like what type of touch you like so whether you like a soft like gentle touch whether you like tickles or whether you like hard gripping touch right so something like that is really important and you'll figure that out as you play and it's not about saying I like this and I don't like this it's about stepping back again and being like why do I like this and move towards this? And why am I moving away from this? And what and what's there for me? So um, self-pleasure is really important for figuring out what you want, what you don't want, um, so that you can you can be able to express that. I have this um there's a couple of things that I say to people, uh, like, you know, the, like people do prompts, you know, and diaries and stuff like you can do this with this as well. It's like turn on triggers. So first of all, it's really important to understand um, uh, 
when you feel connected to your body and when you don't, right? Because if you feel, if you don't feel connected to your body, we all know like how, how that affects our, our desire for, or interest in being sexual. So not even engaging in sex, but being sexual and expressing that sexuality. Right. So you would write down, um, I feel connected to my body when, and then you write down all those things, right? And that that's not just about sex. That's like, I feel connected to my body when I eat good food. I feel connected to my body when I go for a walk. I feel connected from my like to my body when, and you keep going, right? Um, and then you say, I feel disconnected from my body when, and you write that list down, okay? <clears throat> then you need to go to the next step, right? I turn myself on when, and it's really important that you're focusing on your own turn ons as an individual person by yourself, right? So you start to um, uncover what are the things that make you turned on. So I turn myself on when I wear these particular type of clothes. I turn myself on when I dance to this kind of music. I turn myself on when um, I listen to audio porn, for example, right? So you kind of keep going. So it can be sexual and non-sexual. I turn myself off when, and you less what you turn off. And then if you're with a partner, it's really nice for them, right, to, to write this list also. The last piece then is if you are in a partnership is, or, um, or not even if you're in a partnership or what, like what you imagine, right? Like how you are turned on by other people, right? So they turn me on when, and then that's the list of everything. When they ask me how my day was, when they ask me questions and they're engaged, right? When they, um, when they, when I come home and the house is tidy and the kids are put to bed, um, they turn me on when they come up behind me when I'm doing the dishes and whisper something in my ear. They turn me on when they send me a, a cheeky message during the day and tell me that they want me. And then you say they turn me off when. So if you're doing this, right, and you're collecting this over time, you have a massive database of your turn on triggers and your turn off triggers. So you know, right, first of all, that when you start to feel like when you when you start to when you start to move away from your sexuality, you have a big list of things that you can go to and say, actually, maybe these are some of the things that I need to do because I'm doing a lot of these things right now. If you have a partner and you're able to do this with them, then now you have a massive database for um and collection of information that that's relevant to them, right? A lot of people say to me, I get nervous about initiating sex, right? The idea of being nervous around initiating sex is mostly because that person may not have the confidence, but it's like more that they don't know what to do, right? They don't know like if God, and, and then also the fear of rejection, right? They don't know what to do. So they don't know how to move close to that person. They're afraid to make a mistake because we've been told that we have to be perfect sexually. Sex, like in terms of like sexual perfection, I always say is the biggest killer when it comes to expressing and being creative in your sexuality. It's like in any other industry, if you are focused on perfection, you have an inability to make mistakes. You have an inability to um, uh, allow yourself to be wrong, you know, and all of those things are super important when it comes to expanding your capacity for experiencing pleasure, whether that's by yourself or in a partner relationship or with partners, right? So <clears throat> it's teaching you how to move towards uh not just yourself, but also the other person. And then when you're, when we talk about <clears throat> expressing what we want to another person or asking the other person what we want, I always say it's, again, this is language, right? Like most of us don't have the sexual language. Like, um, like for example, like if I was to say to you, if I was to describe to you how I like my clitoris to be touched, right? Most of us was like, oh, I like it when you do that. 
right? Because they're doing something. And it's like, oh, I liked it when you did it, the, the thing you did the last the couple, two minutes ago. Right? Because we don't have the language to say, I really liked it when you slowed down and you took your tongue and you orbited around my clitoris. I really loved when you took your finger and you like, um, um, let me say, like, what would you say? Like when you took your finger, when you wet it and you stroked in long, slow, um, in long, slow uh, strokes. So it's like you're learning basically to have language. I always say to um, my people online, if you have if, if you think that what you're lacking is this sexual language, go and listen to audio porn. It's really incredible because it's descriptive, right? Like listen to it and write some of the sentences out that like go, oh, that makes, I like that. You know, like I want to take that into my own sex life and then start practicing, you know, whether it's just to yourself. So if you're in your self-pleasure practice, right? Start like practicing describing what you're doing to yourself, right? Um. You can also record that and listen to yourself later. It's super sexy, right? Or send that to the person that like you're engaging with. Like that's another way to like, people are like, what will I do in long distance relationships? It's like, record yourself, pleasure practice, everybody. Like send that audio to them, you know? Um, and maybe consider putting an account up online. You get paid for that shit. <laughs> um, like, it's like just learning that language. So audio porn is great for that. Um, and I could keep going basically with this question. <laughs> language isn't it like irish people maybe it's to do with our shame as well but we don't yeah we don't speak very well we're like there's your man and yeah i like that thing you did yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we definitely need to get more descriptive and maybe yeah I'm, I'm away at the minute maybe i'll go listen to some audio porn have <laughs> 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 a look at my web like a resources section on my website and one of them is um i think it's called like healthy porn or something like that or or good porn or something like this and i have a list of resources so it's different to mainstream porn this porn has a focus on female pleasure and also slow pleasure so it means that it's not like it's not the mainstream form that's that's mainstream porn that's focused on like fast hard ejaculatory sex you know so hmm yeah. No, it's fascinating. And we could definitely listen to you for the whole day. Like talk about so much, but you're like, your Instagram is incredible. And like the, your testimonials that I was reading just before this, um, like they're great to read because people are having like the best sex of their lives after yeah. some of the stuff that you're teaching them. So it's incredible. But we'll um, leave you on one more question um, and then people can go find you where you can share your socials. But I guess me and Paddy were talking earlier about emotion that's attached to sex. Um, like, do you think it's possible for anyone to enjoy like a casual sex life or do you think some people are very emotionally attached? Yeah, I think it's possible that you can enjoy a casual sex life for sure. I think there is a lot of stuff um, that you have to be super aware of when you're having casual sex. Um, and for me, it's more about learning how to learning how to support yourself emotionally and understand your emotional language and expressing your emotional needs to the other person and not being afraid to express your emotional needs to another person regardless of of how long you've known that person for like for me the whole idea of casual sex is um, I, I believe that, you know, casual sex does not have to be devoid of connection and love even, mm. right? Yeah. Um, 
but you, like there are things you have to be aware of like I mean I don't know how 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 you guys experience this but do you know when you're with somebody and you haven't even had sex and you haven't even really gone out with them maybe you've seen them twice maybe you haven't even met them personally yet and you find it their last name and you're already like Jenny da, 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 and you're oh, like oh yeah I have a joke about that I've literally like the whole, the whole life planned yeah <laughs> and it's, so I said I'm very good at breaking my own heart because I'm like god I really just set us up for something that was never gonna happen yeah <laughs> Like, this is like, we all do like it's so normal for us like this is normal for us to do this like it's so yeah. different for us to be you know like after we have sex and it's like you know you start imagining the fucking wedding invitations you know type and font right like this is normal <clears throat> if you have a tendency towards doing that right what you have a tendency towards doing is like projecting into the future and this looks like goal like goal orientated pleasure right or goal orientated relation relational connections so i talk about this with orgasm as well we do it in all areas of life right because there's a certain security and it actually part of our body needs to know what's happening in the future for us to feel safe here so we talk about this with um sex as well where people put the put the um whole experience right like whether it's good or bad on the end goal which is generally orgasm right so our sex is good if we've orgasmed our sex is not good if we have not orgasmed so the idea being in relationship with somebody it's like our relationship is good if we are heading towards marriage and that's looking well and our relationship is not good if it's not heading toward marriage so these are social constructs that we have to like work out of our body work out of our mindset while we're engaging casually with people and it's okay to still think about like it's okay to still have these thoughts of like you know your name with their last name and be like oh <laughs> but it's, then you catch that and you go like okay that's fun to think about in this moment but i'm going to pull it back <clears throat> to this experience right now and and it's really important that you're able to share your emotion with the other person if the other person is making you feel bad for having an emotion if the other person is um making you feel crazy right for wanting to say like for for having very normal conversations hey i know that after sex, I become uh, a little bit emotionally attached. It's necessary for me after sex to uh, receive a text message from you. And um, this is like important to the, my aftercare experience, right? Because sex isn't just the act itself. There's the, there's the preparation, which people put a lot of attention on, where it's like seduction and sexy messages. And then there's the um, middle part, which is the act itself. And there's very little attention on the aftercare. aftercare, actually. <laughs> I think, I, th- I think though for me listening to that i'd get a bit like taken back if someone said that to me i'd be like, yeah, oh, like i've already ordered the uber <laughs> yeah I'd be, like for me i'd be like because i don't really project i don't really i really live in the moment and i'd be like that's a bit much for me now <laughs> Do you know what i mean that's that's information for you right like for yeah. me for me, if I sat and I'm very open, right? I'm very expressive. I'm very in tune with my emotions and I'm not afraid to share them. If I sat in front of somebody and I was like saying, bum, 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 and they weren't responding in the way that was needed and necessary for me, that's information for me. But now I yeah. know like how far I'm going to take this, right? Or if I'm going to take it very far at all. And it's okay if we like call the Uber and get out of there, right? That's okay for that. So I think it's like when you're when you're working, well, like when you're engaging in casual sex, like for me, it's like if if that's not up, like uh, if if 
part of you if you have to hide part of yourself back like what like you're gonna let that person penetrate you you're gonna penetrate another person like that's intimate go into somebody's inner world Uh, if you're rejecting their inner world as they're speaking to you right or if someone is rejecting your inner world as they're speaking to you whether you're going to see them for a night or whatever if right if for example i was speaking to someone and i was like right this person can't support me emotionally at all but i want the fucking d then i i'm like right well can i support myself after this because I know this guy's not going to message me and if I can honestly say yes to that then I can go for it right honestly say if you can honestly say no to that then you're like right well now I have to now I have to make a choice here right so for me it's always about learning how to engage with your emotions when you need to support them when you need to ask for support from other people you know and then also that's what we have friends right for as well like if if someone has rejected us and we're like they haven't messaged me then we get onto our girlfriends like do you know what like this guy never messaged me i feel really vulnerable right now i feel kind of like i'm having a lot of body confidence confidence issues coming up right now and then and say like i would really love just like to hear you know i'd just really love some support and then that your girls are like what like you're a fucking goddess on you're a goddess what, <laughs> this reality you know then you get that feedback from them so it's learning how to like source right emotional yeah, yeah. oh brilliant we have so much to learn wow, yeah so i know honestly it's amazing <laughs> This has been brilliant. Thanks so much for taking the time, Jenny. It's really great. Do you want to share your own like social media handles and website and anything you have coming up? Because I'm sure you'll have a lot of interest for sure. Um, Well, it's just on, it's just mostly on Instagram. So hello, Mm. Jenny Keen. I like to filter (laughs) the attention because it's kind of hard for me to go out everywhere. So it's just mostly on Instagram. And obviously I have a website, uh, JennyKeen.com. So I would really recommend looking at the resource sections. I talk about sex toys in there. I write all those little blog posts myself. um, So it's all like, personal references um i haven't like reviewed anything that i haven't read or used myself so i would say that as well and then with regards to workshops i have workshops coming up all the time i have the sex um like the summer sex series coming out very soon i think i'm announcing that next week so that's always always about sex skills um and then we do loads of stuff during the during the year as well you just stay up to date on instagram yeah yeah You've got it on Instagram. I'm I'm off to listen to some audio porn. Yeah, <laughs> and finger yourself. <laughs> Thanks, so, Thanks much. so much. Thanks for listening to us Absolute Chancers again this week, Huns. Follow him, Paddy Y. Smith, and me, Anna Cliff Comedy, on Instagram for some more steamy updates. Or you can email chancerspodcast at goloud.com for any kind words, things you would like us to talk about, or you can share your own kinky secrets. Until next week, Chancers, stay stunning. Oh.